Hello, hello, hello. It's Jan Goldstein. And this is all that matters. You ever heard the term spiritual reparations? I may not have heard of it, but I may have seen it. We'll get back to that in a moment. As we enter our next hundred episodes, I thank you for your messages to jangoldstein.com, to my author's website, and to those of you now reading All That Matters, my first novel that inspired this podcast. Um, Very exciting to have that dialogue through that means as well. Of course, you can order that on Amazon and find out more about my various books on my website. And once again, thank you for telling others about All That Matters, uh, specifically this podcast, whether you listen to us on Spotify or Podbean or Apple or wherever you get us, uh, we, uh, we appreciate you sharing the news about us. And really looking at the world each week, uh, this week I read about Uh, the topic of reparations again, and I'll tell you how. It was in terms of the 1972 Olympics. And for those those of you not alive during that time or who uh, don't know about it, that was uh, when the the Olympics were being held in Munich and um, a group of terrorists came in uh, one morning and kidnapped... Uh, a group of Israeli athletes uh, killing uh, killing them, uh, some right away, and some they took to the airport uh, and in their dealings with the German government and ended up with a shootout by the airplane, um, and all these athletes perished. And this week in the news was um, we discovered that after all these years, uh, that Germany has just uh, uh, announced its pain of reparations. Uh, they had already paid something, but they were now paying uh, greater reparations to the families of those athletes who perished on their soil. And, of course, that raises a question of reparations in lots of different issues. Uh, Native American reparations, uh, Black America, black uh, issues of slavery uh, in in America, and issues around the world uh, that deal with reparations. And that is a whole discussion that is bigger than this podcast, of course. But the word reparation clung to me, and it made me think about this time of year because uh, in the Jewish world, We are heading towards the Jewish New Year, uh, a time of uh, asking for forgiveness, a time of sort of tallying up one's soul. But it's true in other religions, whether you're Christian or Muslim, Hindu, Buddhist, uh, or whatever your background might be, or a secular human being, the concept of uh, our soul or what you might interpret your soul to be uh, might be of interest to you 
And if you're an artist, uh, there is something known as the artist soul. And I believe, and those of you who've listened to my podcast know, that I believe that each human being is an artist. And we are the artists of our own lives. And if so, there is such a thing as a soul, for me anyway, uh, in which the inspiration and the colors, uh, whether it be it with words or painting or sculpture or uh, whatever it might be, um, however we go about life painting our work of art, um, I believe that comes from the, the well that, uh, that I refer to as our creative soul. Um, and what I mean is, in terms of this, is in looking at something quite different and, and taking the word reparations. Because reparations literally means doing repair work. The idea is a biblical one. It's the, the community of Israel recognized the need to have a periodic time of repairing the social fabric. And they did this in one form of these reparations was they, there was a concept of a jubilee year. Um, and that's, that was a time when prisoners were freed and debts were forgiven. This concept of every 50th year, this jubilee year, um, and reparations were made, prisoners free, debts forgiven. Another was the order to compensate what was at that time slavery. There were slaves when they were released, and they were not to be sent away empty-handed. Now, of course, the whole concept of slavery uh, would would evolve over time uh, from the ancient world, and yet it would find itself in the modern world once again. And once again, that is a whole other topic and a fascinating one of why parts of the world uh, moved back towards that, and some never gave it up. But the people of Israel recognized, as we read about in biblical times, that reparations was a spiritual issue. And I suggest there are times in life when we commit crimes against ourselves. So I want to completely take out, I'm not talking about the rest of the world right now. I'm, I'm, I'm giving a narrow focus to our committing crimes against ourselves in a greater or lesser degree. There's a Hebrew term called tikkun olam, which speaks of repairing the world. And the only way to begin to do that, if we want to, to take that step in the coming year or in the months ahead of us, the years ahead of us, is to take some time and begin with ourselves. And I think this is something we do throughout our lives. There are moments in our lives when we take stock and we look at ourselves because I absolutely believe, and I think you'll know in your heart, those of you listening, that the wounds we commit against our own hearts and minds are many. What do I mean? I'm talking about lies we tell ourselves, opportunities we literally hide from or run from that we know somewhere within us would benefit both our mind and our soul. The friendships we've rejected, think about them. The relationships we've chosen to abandon, not the ones that aren't serving us, but those that challenge us to be our best selves, and we don't want the pressure. We don't want to meet the challenge. 
We don't want to do the hard work sometimes. And so we run from it. Does that resonate? How often do we run from our best selves? As if, in the words mistakenly attributed to Nelson Mandela, but which were in fact written by Marion Williamson, quote, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant or gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small doesn't serve the world. Unquote. Our playing small doesn't serve the world. And it doesn't serve us. Making reparations for injustices we ourselves have committed against ourselves is not trifling work, believe me. I'm challenging you now in this in, in terms of reframing the way we look at something, which I try to do each week on this podcast, is reframing the way we look at what reparations are, the repair work, and specifically connecting it to ourselves and our own spirit or, or soul or what you choose to call that, which animates us, in which both our inspiration and sometimes our fears reside. Call it consciousness or mind. To me, there's an intelligence connected to soul that each one of us has. It means looking honestly, this concept of spiritual reparations, at our frailties and ways we don't meet our own standards. It doesn't mean beating ourselves up. No, there's no point to that. Although a number of us do that sometimes. But it does mean being honest with ourselves because each of us in doing so better prepares our, we better prepare us for being honest with others. If we're honest with ourselves, we're going to be more honest with others. Doesn't that make sense? It's been said that as an artist and whether you're a writer, an actor, a painter, a sculptor, a poet, that your purpose is to tell the truth in your way, but to tell the truth. And the task is to reflect back to the world his or her way of seeing things. And in its deepest sense, it's a truth about the world. And as I said earlier, we are the artists of our own souls. Does that that resonate? Can you find the truth in that? You are the artist of your own soul. And should we not speak truth to our own soul, our own inner arbiter of right and wrong? goodness and evil, of hope and hopelessness. I remember one time as a kid, I wanted to go get out of doing something, some obligation. My grandmother from the hills of Vermont, who I was visiting, she overheard me struggling to make up a story I could tell this other family, including a list of sicknesses I might give myself uh, in order to get out of the obligation. And she turned to me and said simply, stick to the truth, Jan. It's easier to remember, healthier too. Because I was giving myself all kinds of sicknesses, healthier. But it had a bigger meaning here. It's healthier to speak the truth. 
And it certainly is in terms of making spiritual reparations, in terms of repairing ourselves so that we can be more in the world. Because reparations to our soul is a path to health. How do we do it? The great Rachel Naomi Remen has a quote that might teach us how to do it. She says, quote, healing may not be so much about getting better as about letting go of everything that isn't you. All of the expectations, all of the beliefs, and becoming who you are, unquote. How do we become more of who we are? How do we take away the stumbling blocks, let go of everything that isn't really us? You know how you say sometimes, this isn't me. Well, you mean something by that. When Mrs. Sadat, Mrs. Jihan Sadat told me, as I shared in one of my earliest podcasts, where she and I had a meeting and quite by chance, and she explained to me that her husband had decided he was done with war. She was sharing me how he had ended up going to Jerusalem. And she told me he was done with war, that he would reach out to Israel to make peace. And he went there to Jerusalem to say so in person. She said it was like a cleansing of his soul. He felt he'd let go of old hatreds. And in his words that Mrs. Sadat shared with me, told her, quote, other than the birth of my children, my visit to Jerusalem, my time with the Israeli children is the happiest moment of my life, unquote. healing, letting go. So I'm going to ask you, what is it you have to let go of at this moment? What are you doing that isn't you? What expectations, what beliefs do you have that are not serving you? Not allowing you to be who you know you can be. What are you doing or holding on to that you know in your soul to be in David White's words, too small for you, as the poet puts it. What is, what is it that you are doing, you are believing, that is too small for you, therefore not worth your time? Elevate. We can each elevate. Making reparations by acknowledging them, releasing them, renewing ourselves, That's spiritual reparations that will pay dividends in the life in front of us. When our heart and soul are at peace, this tells our body and other faculties, we're breathing and moving and living in concert with the better angels of our nature and our immune system responds. When we release this negativity, we have a chance to move towards a healthier way of living and this leads to confidence in our ability to connect to others. Because spiritual reparations provide a lot of benefits. First off, in healing our spiritual, soulful selves, we become happier, fuller human beings, I think. There's no other way to love yourself than to mend by acknowledging what we have caused ourselves, that hurt. Letting that way of life go that has pained us. Opening ourselves like the artist herself to the blank canvas in front of us waiting for us to create and become the person we were always meant to be. 
as the great poet philosopher Rumi puts it, don't turn away. Keep your gaze on the bandaged place. That's where the light enters you. Until next week, I'm Jan Goldstein, and this is all that matters.